Yesterday, we covered some really interesting insights on how to get products off the ground. And today, I wanted to go to the other end of the spectrum and cover how the largest consumer and business-to-business -business companies have done product-led growth. And I think Lenny Richinski is probably the person to go to there. And he's come up with something called the race car framework, which I'm going to clip here today. But unfortunately, today's episode is going to be a very long one because I don't think Lenny does concise. So buckle in. For the sake of focus, we're going to start with this growth framework called the race car growth framework, which I thought was really incredible. Um, so let's just kick it off, man. Uh, from what I could see from the outside, from reading your work, there's four components to um, this product growth, which is the first one was the growth engine. Uh, the second one is called turbo boosts. Third is lubricants. And the fourth is fuel. We're going to explain what all of those are in a second. Um, but before we even go into the details, could you just share like a bit of context around what, what who who is this for and who is it not for? Like, yeah, you know, because absolutely. this isn't for every single company in the world. And, um, you know, you've probably applied this in many different contexts. But yeah, curious what what stands out to you there. So maybe zooming out even further, I spent a lot of my time with this newsletter looking into growth stories and how growth strategies and essentially understanding how just all of the most successful companies grew. And I've spent a lot of time on the early days of how they got their first, say, thousand users. And then I've also spent a lot of time on the longer term down the road strategy of how do they grow long term? What, can, what needs to work for a company to continue growing? And so now there's kind of these two ends of the spectrum that are coming into focus for me of how to get your early users and then how to long-term grow your business. So this race car framework is focused on the long-term. How do you grow eventually in long-term? And then we can even talk about how to get your first users. And then I'm slowly filling in these puzzle pieces through more and more of my research of how companies go from zero to say a million. And it turns out it's, it's not as mysterious as people think. There's not actually that many options. It's more of a question of which of the options do you choose and then how do you become the best at that or do something remarkable within that option. So, so we could start at the end and then we can come back to the beginning days. And so, yeah. the, uh, so the end is this race car framework. And I, this is uh, based on work that I did with uh, a buddy of mine, Dan Hockemeyer. So this post is something we both put together. And what we found is there's a really cool mental model of thinking about how businesses grow long term. And it turns out you can think of your company like a race car, mm. which includes these four components that you're talking about. There's the engine, there's uh, turbo boosts, lubricants, and then fuel. And the engine is the most important part because that's what drives your business. And uh, it turns out there's essentially four engines you can choose from as a company. Mm. And, uh, and these engines are self-sustaining loops that keep your business growing. And there's kind of like a fuel that goes into it. And then the output is growth. So should we dive into those? Yeah, let's, yeah. so I love that. So I'll, I'll repeat kind of what I heard and understood. And then you can clarify if I heard it wrong. So the growth, the growth engine is the most important part. It's self-sustaining. The turbo boosts, from what I understand, are more like these one-off events or big hero moments, maybe events, a Super Bowl ad. And they can exactly. maybe make a big splash, but they're not self-sustainable the way a growth engine is. Um, and we'll go into the details of what that means. And then the lubricants are more about running efficiently. Exactly. Um, Things that make everything run better. Exactly. And then the fuel is what's actually needed to make the car run. So the input exactly. that's needed. 
Got exactly. it. That's that's awesome. So uh, maybe yeah, we can start off by going into the growth engine itself. So I've heard you talk about loops and engines, <laughs> and I have a visual of this thing going around, um, and people talk about flywheels. Um, yeah. I found like a lot of the jargon sometimes is like overly used, but in this case, yeah. I think it actually is really helpful to see it visually, um, because I think if you think of like a growth engine. Um, in a traditional business, you think of a marketing funnel, um, which is not exactly the same thing. But a lot of the time when you're getting new users and getting them to convert and become paying users and then spread and share something like in business school, you might learn it like a funnel. And I think what I like about this is it's not necessarily like a linear thing that just goes from top to bottom. It's more something that keeps feeding itself. Exactly. Um, is that accurate before we move on from that? Yeah, that's exactly accurate. And there's this uh, group called Reforge who was one of the first, uh, uh, I guess, um, groups that kind of figured out that this is the thing that matters more than funnels. So they kind of have this famous blog post that loops are the new funnels. And, and in reality, they're both important. Like funnels are a part of these loops. And mm. so they both uh, are worth thinking about. But when you're starting out, it's a lot more important to think about uh, the flywheel slash engine slash loop, they're all kind of the same idea. And it's just yeah. to your point. There are these things that kind of feed themselves and keep going. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about a lot of theory, but what we're going to try to do is layer on examples wherever possible. So if we're talking about a funnel or a, sorry, not a funnel, a, a uh, flywheel, is there one that we could just explain to people yeah. like Airbnb's flywheel or a, a company that people know about? Let me share the four engines first, and then we can talk about which yeah, that companies sounds great. leverage each one. So there's, so essentially the way to think about this is if you think about like all the things you can do to grow your business, there's like PR, there's events, there's paid ads, there's SEO, there's this like whole collection of options. And what this concept tries to help you with is which ones should you focus on deeply and which are just kind of these one-off things or just micro optimizations. So the engines are the there's only four ways your business is really going to grow long-term. And the four ways are performance marketing. And the way that loop works is you spend money to run an ad. The ad drives customers. The customers generate revenue, and you can feed that into more ads. So that's a pretty straightforward one. Uh, the next is virality, which is what we all know and love when we think about viral growth. Uh, essentially, users draw new users, and those users join and invite their friends, and their friends join, and it goes on and on. And I'll give examples. Or maybe an example of that one is like, yeah, Snapchat or Telegram, WhatsApp, yeah. Facebook, things where you're kind of encouraged to invite your friends. And we can talk about like how to know which of these your business is most naturally suited for. Because it's not like choose any. It's usually based on the type of product that you have, one is going to fit best. And there's actually this kind of growing meme of first-time founders focus on product and second-time founders focus on distribution. Mm. And a lot of that is, and that's actually very true, I find. And knowing these engines is how you think about that is almost working backwards from, I have a unique way of being really good at one of these things. What product can I build to take advantage of that? That's, that's, an, that's a yeah. mental model that I find useful. So anyway, let me go through the four and then we can talk in more depth. Yeah, that sounds uh, good. Okay, performance marketing, virality, content is a third one, and that includes SEO as one, uh, usually the, the most popular one, but also includes like viral videos and content people share with each other. So an example of a company that 
grew primarily through content is like Glassdoor mm. or uh, Trulia or Quora and Reddit, where you just think of like looking for a thing and then shows up in your Google results and then you go find it. Yeah. And then the fourth is just sales where you hire a salesperson, they generate, they find customers, customers generate revenue, you hire more salespeople. And that's usually the most common engine for enterprise businesses, B2B businesses. Like a Salesforce, I think is probably a good example of. Yeah, Salesforce one. is a classic example. The king. <laughs> that's right. Yes. Yeah, so, all right. That that's awesome. And I I know that you've mentioned those are the four, the four main ones in the blog post. You also mentioned that there's some others people think about, but like partnerships, physical space. Um, so like physical space could be retail stores, uh, exactly. like a showrooming thing that Casper done, for example, came to mind for me. Um, yeah. Shelf placement. Casper is a good example where they they're almost exclusively performance marketing driven. And then they started expanding into other engines like retail where like the loop of a physical location and physical placement is you pay money for a location, either on a shelf or a, on a block. People walk by, enough of those people buy stuff, generate revenue and yeah. keep the business going. Sometimes it's just like a brand building thing where it's not meant to make money, but that's, I think, uh, Directly. more rare. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other one was partnerships, which we'll just touch on briefly because even though it's not part of those those four components, I think increasingly we're seeing really interesting examples of this, um, even in the creator world um, that both of us semi playing. <laughs> well, you definitely playing, and I'm partially playing. In no, you're um, definitely playing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely kind of in there nowadays. Um, but yeah, so I think this is an interesting one as well because a lot of people don't always think of this and maybe it's not the primary way to start but for for some people it can be a huge growth driver i mean even at google when i was there and that's a really obviously huge established business channel sales was uh, channel partners were a huge yeah. uh, driver for us um even on a smaller scale affiliates for uh, other companies i've worked with as well um, and even on a smaller scale if you're an independent creator i would think about partnerships too because um you know the way I'd see it, like I did something with the Hustle newsletter that wasn't like I didn't pay for anything, but we both like I brought something to the table and they wanted to feature it. So there was a way for me to be featured in their their newsletter where there's distribution. So um, I think it's probably worth mentioning those two as well. But for the sake of this conversation, we'll we'll start with those four. Yeah, an important wrinkle to think about when we talk about this stuff. Uh, the, the kind of the core idea of an engine is that it continues to grow your business. And sometimes partnerships do that where they continue to draw That's traffic. Sometimes point. it's kind of like a one-off event and doesn't mean you shouldn't do that. Like other, those other parts of the car are great. It's just, they're not going to continue driving growth. And that's the core is you need to find a way that continues that growth. Otherwise you're just going to flatten out again. Um, yeah. And another really important point of this concept is it's not that you just pick one and you'll win. It's to actually do well, you have to become one of the best in the world at that engine in order to have a chance. And the way I think about it is you kind of find the cross section of your market and one of these engines where you could be in a huge company if you're the best at say content for travel and another business can be amazing at, at performance marketing for travel. So as an example, Airbnb is incredibly successful as a virality driven travel company but booking.com very large successful business is also really big but they become really good at performance marketing and and then there's like TripAdvisor, which became really big through content 
So the way to think about this is you just need to find a way to become the best at your market in one of these engines to have a really good chance. And the main thing, the main issue companies have is they don't realize how they have to become incredibly good at one of these things. They kind of think they can just do all these things in some small way and have a chance. And it turns out that's really, really hard. Okay, I'm going to clip into it right there. There's about 30 plus minutes after where he goes into each of the growth engines. So I highly recommend those if you're actually serious about this. But otherwise, I think it was a really good sample of what he thinks about growth. And I think it's applicable whenever you think about taking the company from finding initial product market fit to the next step. Tomorrow, we're going to step out a little bit from the abstract theory and go deep into one story of the greatest products of all time.